Huh. I'ma need a bigger bag for the cohort. Trying to make a millionaire out of slum dogs. Bet that head crack blunt force. Cozy with the East Africans up north, where seven make it three, turn a ten by law. Crescent moon went yeah. when I blinked. It was- <laughs> All right. Well, uh, right before we started recording, uh, I sent Delancey a screenshot of a Reddit post uh, from r slash videography which uh i don't go in there a lot because it's mostly people who and i'm not saying this like i'm so great or anything right it please disclaimer but it's people in there who like don't know what they're doing and don't do any like does that make sense like the kind of people that are in there and posting they're like i don't even own a camera but like if you were to do this what, what would you do and it's like how do you even begin to explain that right so uh somebody somebody made a post uh, entitled <laughs> I'm sorry go ahead <laughs> so the, the there's two right. tags on it one is the not safe for work tag and the second tag is beginner and it says blacked raw style so if you've seen blacked raw stuff you'll get this post it's shot at night and just from a visual perspective is absolutely stunning. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> who's watching Black Draw like, hmm, yes. Mm. Cinematography. To their uh-huh. credit. To their credit. I do <laughs> I don't know. I, it's not something I usually uh go for, like during my heavy Twitter days, like something with come across the timeline and I was like, Oh, okay. It's the cinematography. Yes. But you have to admit the amount of baby oil that people are coded in also adds an extra razzle dazzle to the situation. Cause there's like, they, they like gleaming and shiny. There's a sheen. Uh, and when you throw in the lights and the angles and you know, the movement and everything, it is a cinematic masterpiece when it comes down to it. So they might be on to something a little bit, but then again, maybe they just not used to seeing niggas covered in baby oil. So it might be a culture shock factor there. You think? Uh maybe. I mean, I, I agree with you. I went I I might have spent a whole year long phase of like, I'm not watching no porn when if it doesn't have baby oil involved. Oh, for real? You went on strike and you was just like you was like, if ain't no baby oil going on. No, nope. if I'm it's not, not glistening, it. what are we doing here? If it's uh, not listening, I'm not listening. You know what I'm saying? That's but uh, they go on to say, "I'm an experienced video editor, but don't know how, don't know much about shooting, but would love to shoot safer work content in a similar style, nighttime, deep saturated colors and shadows. Anyone have any knowledge on how to achieve that kind of look? What type of equipment, cameras, lighting? Any knowledge is great." There's definitely a ring light. I knew that much because it looked like the light was on top of the camera. And if you if you notice, uh, whenever there's movement or they're moving from place to place or whatever's going on, the light always seems to follow. Um, I think I've actually seen the camera. I don't know what model it is, but it looks very expensive. So I think I think it's definitely I think it's definitely possible. I don't think it's too difficult to do it. Yeah. Well, that's why this is so funny to me mm-hmm. personally is because they're not, I don't think they're going for an aesthetic. They're just mm-hmm. like, Hey, we're going to put a light on top of this camera and then we're going to zoom in on a dick going into a 
right. vagina. Right. Right. And then this right. dude is like, wow. This is game changer. Game changer. What if what if the the style that they recorded in was like similar to how local rappers shot um Chicago drill rap videos for a little bit? You remember that? You remember I mean they, they would do this. They didn't completely stop. They was they was oh they still doing it. <clears throat> they were like swaying from side to side a little bit while the rapper would like point the gun in uh the camera's face so, but i guess in this context it wouldn't be a gun pointed at the camera i suppose so take quick that. uh aside because mm-hmm. this is uh interestingly enough so okay like <clears throat> i got into back into doing video stuff and this was like right when gimbals became affordable i don't so, know you know what that is that's like the thing where um you put the camera in it and it's got the motors and it keeps the camera like Steady. these are yeah it's like yeah. uh you know and then there's joysticks on it if you want to do like weird pan and tell and stuff so like maybe a year or something after i got my camera i got a gimbal and i immediately was like man i don't really fuck with this that hard but like everything you watch like at nothing everything was shot in a gimbal right and then when i got my newer camera <clears throat> uh it's really heavy and it wasn't like I could te- technically make it work with my gimbal, but I was like, you know, I don't even really like using it that much. I try to kind of not use it for the most part. I, I think it has like a, a definite lane and I'm just kind of, I'm just going to sell it. Right. And I haven't used a gimbal in like over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coincidentally, I see this uh, YouTube video from a videographer, like uh, YC imaging uh, this, this black dude who used to do a lot of music videos. And then his whole video is all about, yo, I haven't done music videos in like two years and for like a year I've only shot things handheld or on a tripod. Right. And it's just funny because that's like that's supposed to be the the basis of what you do. Like you start there and then you're like, okay, but maybe in this shot I want movement or this, like I'm gonna but everybody's starting the opposite. It's just funny to see how trends work, right? So like mm-hmm. like you said, like the drill thing where people are it looks like somebody's uh, falling out or something while they're shooting it. It, it looks like someone's um, swag surfing while trying to record a music video. That's exactly what it looks like. The cameraman is just going from side to side. That shit never made sense to me. Maybe he was trying to evade like the gun because they would be pointing the gun at the camera. It looked like he was trying to get out of the way. And um, they would just keep aiming it at the camera. I ain't like that shit. You remember that one dude who pointed three guns at the camera? <laughs> yes i uh i wish i could remember the name of that person but you know they they popped up on something that was like i think they were on like genius or something on a youtube video and they they got they got a little heavy they got a little heavy uh i need to find that i need to find that video footage that gift this this gentleman had three pistols simultaneously instead of he wasn't dual wielding he was like tri wielding pistols and he just held all three up like at the gun at the camera at the same while time. trying to look hard yeah, I was and like, it looks so awkward. Did he have a long index finger, or was he gonna have to like improvise in order to let all three off at the same time? It didn't seem like the most efficient way to. I don't to, think he would hit anything. I don't think so either. That doesn't seem efficient. But um, hey, everybody, this is another episode of Spit Sessions. Uh, I got some stories actually this time. Yeah, I've been I've been up to things. I've gone places and done things, and so on and so forth. I'm excited. 
Uh, Yo, we should uh, do a do a skit where like <clears throat> you you think you're you're showing up for like a regular job interview, but it turns out it's it's for Black Draw. And, and then, then we can experiment shooting in that style, you know, that, that cinematography they have. I just show up and there's like a random white lady sitting there. And I'm like, who's this? Oh, it's your coworker. So what we're thinking is, right? <laughs> uh, I'm like, why is there so much baby oil on the desk? What is happening right now? I say, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So just chill next to this pool, you know, get comfy. You two should get to know each other. I'll just be confused the whole time. I would feel like it's like a a sting, like I'm being set up for something, honestly. Those videos with the couches and shit, someone just comes in and sits down. I'm not doing no interview on no fucking couch. I know that much. It's been ingrained in me to avoid those situations now. All them couches look the same. They don't even look comfortable. They just look flat. And it's just like, come on, man. People be smashing on these, bro. This shit is disrespectful. But nah, I I would do that skit. It would be humorous. But um, yeah, I've been up to stuff, man. I went to my first three-day festival in uh, Las Vegas two weekends ago. What the hell? Yeah, I went to Day in Vegas, dude. Man. What is it called? Day in Vegas? But it's three Day days? In, yes. So somebody was fucking up when they they chose the name for that, I suppose. But yeah, it was three days in Vegas that I spent. Went uh, Thursday, stayed throughout Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday. Came back on Monday, I believe. What, uh, what made you want to do that? Who was there? What, was, dude, what enticed you? So Friday... Um, I touched down. The first person I saw was Ari Lennox, and then I went to see Isaiah Rashad, Lucky Day, Jasmine Sullivan, hopped over to see Mad Lib, and then went right back over to check out Kendrick Lamar. And that was his first time performing in about over two years. I got some footage of that too. Top of the morning, top of the morning. That was fun. so. This isn't this isn't shade, okay? But mm-hmm. I have to know. Were you one of the oldest people there? I know that's a very valid question. Uh, no, uh, there were certainly individuals older than me. There was a gentleman that I bumped into who looked to be at least in his 50s, maybe for late 40s or 50s. And he said out loud that he was there to see Travis Scott, but that didn't play <laughs> out for obvious reasons. Wait, um, really quick. I, and I don't want to jump onto anything else yet, but... Mm-hmm it's interesting that i feel like you were not like the biggest concert person then you go to the then you go to that concert and you Mm -hmm. are close to danger you were at Mm -hmm. at that concert that was in the news Mm -hmm. i have input on that actually right where they were uh yeah where they were eliminate one yeah right where where they uh they thought that they were rushing the beer tent but people were getting trampled and trying to escape then this Travis Scott thing happened, which I'm sure we'll touch on later. And then you go to this. And it was a positive um, experience. Genuinely. Uh, my, I'm not the biggest show person. I'm not the biggest concert person. I haven't gone to a lot of them. But this was really, really positive. It showed me how to go about checking out shows. It showed me how to conduct myself at these festivals stay hydrated, move around. It's like a, it's like a, a marathon. It's not a sprint, you know? So I enjoyed that. And it actually changed my opinion because I was a little bit wary going in because of my experience at the lyrical lemonade, um, festival that was here. I only went the Saturday of that shit and it was, it was shitty. It was real shitty. Uh, but this was really, really nice. So Saturday, 
I got there in time to check out Saba, um, then Freddie Gibbs. Saw a little bit of Don Tolliver before going to see Baby King, which was nice. Baby King finished, went right back. We're over not to the see. same. We are not the same. He's Baby King. Um, I went and saw Doja Cat. I was bricked up for all of that. Then I saw Victoria Monet, uh, then Duckworth. And then once that was done, I actually left because they switched Travis Scott out with Post Malone. That wasn't that wasn't my cup of tea. So I left and did some gambling the, uh, that night. Yeah, I was what, like, what no. kind of gambling? Because you're no. not a gambler. I'd like to know what I'm not a gambler. Into. Uh, I'm good with rolling dice and in, in the like in bars and alleyways <laughs> and shit like that, but I was not gonna do that. The buy-ins was too high. I was like, nah, I'm not doing. Wait, this. how much? Where were you at? Uh, I stayed at the Sahara, and niggas had like fifty dollar buy-ins and shit for craps. I wasn't in old Vegas. I, I guess so, uh, dude. It was, so yeah. like Vegas is totally not for me, mm-hmm. but I am so down to go back with the right people. Dude, and, let me know and yeah. be in old Vegas because that shit is like, I just love how fucking gross it is over there. It's crusty. I definitely heard it's crusty. Somebody was like, dude, you should go to old Vegas if you're trying to save some money, but. It's crusty and cheap and like Uh it's just the people are different. Like you don't see the same kind of tourists. Like you'll Mm -hmm. see like old Vegas is where like your first time to Vegas, you can be like, I love the strip and I want to be on the strip or your first Uh three times. Right. And then, you know, broke people from the from the Midwest and stuff are going to be in old Vegas. That's fun. Yeah, dude, I want to go see what type of trouble I can get into. So I would like to check that out. Let me know whenever you're trying to slide because I'm I'm down with it. And then um Sunday, which was the last day, I got there and I saw who was the first person. I think it was a uh, I got there in time to catch Joey Badass before he left. Stuck around for Earl Sweatshirt, which wasn't bad. Peeked in on Snow Allegra towards the end of her shit. Stuck around there to see Lil Uzi Vert. He was 34 minutes late, and I guess he thought he was going to stay on. They cut his show. That nigga was mad. He threw the mic. It was funny to me. Because he, good. he, he Yeah, good. It's like, who, what are you doing? Everybody else was on time. They were prompt. And Uzi just came out, hopped into the crowd like right away. And then um, he was like, yeah. And I guess they might have been in his ear with the earpiece because you could see him listening to somebody. He was like, they can't stop my rage. And then the next thing you know, the sound went out. And I was like, in the crowd. <laughs> I was in the crowd. I was like, damn, they stopped his rage. And then the sound just did not come back on. So he was pissed. He walked off. Everybody was like, damn. But they turned the light on so he could come out and say bye at least. So he came out like a toddler, waved, and then went back. He was done. Uh, so I saw SZA right after that. And then I stuck around for Tyler, the creator and Tyler, the Creator's show was similar to his Lollapalooza one. I saw the YouTube video for that. So it was it was the same set, same stuff he was doing. It wasn't bad. So it was cool. But overall, uh, I left with a feeling of accomplishment because I had actually gone to the first festival. I, I understand that I'm in my early 30s and it was like younger niggas there. I wasn't getting super close to the stage because I didn't want to. I had anxiety from that last festival i went to i wasn't trying to like get super fucked up and shit um but yeah i know how to conduct myself i know what to do i know how to carry my shit so it was it was really cool so i'm down to do a little bit more traveling i'm down to do a little bit of show catching and whatnot um so tapping into this i will say 
maybe the crowd was going above and beyond for one another because everyone was checking in on one another. Artists were on stage looking into the crowd and if it looked like someone was signaling something to me or they saw something in the front, like someone was in trouble, they would stop the show. Like the songs would still be going or whatever else. And they would stop and be like, Hey, are you okay? Are you okay? Do you need help? Are you fine? You sure? Okay. And they would continue. Um, people in the crowd, if someone was like passing out or doing something or couldn't handle the substances or whatever, they were shining flashlights collectively at an area so that security would know where to go. Artists on stage were, pointing is like hey can we get somebody over there right quick we need to check in on people there were properly set up areas for sick injured or shit i don't know drunk high people to go in order to get the resuscitation or the care that they needed it was properly funded it was properly um spaced out and i saw what it looked like to have a show or event where it looked like people cared and i Part of me believes that the Travis Scott situation kind of led to everyone being like that, led to everyone kind of um, um, coming up on stage and like advocating, looking out for your fellow man in the show, in the crowd and making sure everybody was okay. Because maybe it's coming from a place of them not wanting to be held at fault for some bullshit right after that Travis Scott shit happened. Uh, And maybe it came from people in the crowd not wanting the shows to be ruined because you know it's like hey we should be responsible and maybe the event coordinators also made sure they were staffed up and did everything appropriately but it worked out in my opinion it was really really nice everyone with I think the ex- that's definitely a part of it but I, I i would add um you know i think in vegas they they be having events and they know what they're doing yes definitely but Definitely. I'm sure I I feel like they they probably beef some shit up like thirty percent after what happened because they sure as hell to. don't want to. They're like you could keep that news on you. We don't want to be. Yeah, they didn't want to be a part of that. They wanted no problem problems with that. But it would have been okay to see Travis Scott. I was, you know, I definitely would have gone to check out Travis Scott. I would have checked it out just to see what was going on. But knowing what type of uh, individuals are in this fan base, which tends to be sometimes like a little bit younger dudes, especially like younger white dudes or whatever else who, who like to get a little bit rowdy and shit like that. Cause I've seen a few shows of his and people are in the zone. They feeling it. They in the crowd doing the ad libs. You just hear straight up people like throwing shit and acting up and whatever else. But that's the type of energy that he exudes. Uh, Uzi was no exception because he came out immediately and jumped into the crowd and I think the people that run the show probably told people to tone certain things down because each artist seemed to be a little bit apprehensive of inciting the crowd too much with the songs that they played or the things that they did. Um, Uzi just came out and was like, yo, fuck that. They can't stop my rage. Yeah, they pulled the plug. Not only was he late, but it seemed like he was like, all right, he wants some bullshit, y'all. Pull that shit. And they just they just pulled it. So he was fucking around. Um but I think there's going to be a change in the way that we see people perform and how carefully they adhere to, you know, giving the crowd what they want, but making sure people are safe in general. And it's a shame that, you know, things have to play out the way that they did prior to us seeing this, but it's good that people are taking it seriously. Have you um, ever been to a concert where you felt like, all right, shit is really about to go down in a way 
right now um or at the very least been on stage performing and you've seen some shit in the crowd and was like what the fuck is that like what's going on where is security uh i mean nothing to that extent i think Mm -hmm. the first concert or the first heavy metal like hard music concert i ever went to i went on a whim like i wasn't into that kind of music and i i never heard any of those bands and the show was at fireside bowl like a literal fucking bowling alley off of um fullerton yeah so uh i don't know if they're doing it so they were doing it for a long time then they stopped doing it because i think some people got hurt or something weird happened then they started doing it again and maybe they're not doing it but like it's a real bowling alley and it was a legitimate venue for a while but it, it was weird like they just had a spot and they would erect a stage and you would stand uh perpendicular to the lanes like i part of the reason i went is i imagine it in my mind that they built the stage over the fucking lanes maybe you could keep bowling i don't know but uh Mm -hmm. the first song you know there's just screaming and guitars and a man started punching everybody around him and then he fell and then everybody started kicking him in the face when he was on the ground i was like yo like can i this is what happens here i have a question because i don't really know the proper way to do this but how do you mosh how how, what is what's the i I figured as much uh you (laughs) i could i just imagine you when a mosh pit breaks out how you would immediately back away from the area but i don't know how to do that shit someone was like yeah you get in the crowd do you just start swinging your arms do you kick people everybody's different and like some people so in my opinion i would say you should read the room like Mm -hmm. there are shows where people like will fairly lightly like shoulder into each other and hop around there's people who would you know give a light push here and there that seems kind of like you know a little horseplay but there's people who are doing like spin kicks uh (laughs) literal spin kicks (laughs) this is verifiable um there's people do you remember that simpsons episode where uh bart and lisa are gonna fight in the room and then she's like, I'm going to just start swinging my arms like this and walking towards you. And if you get hit, it's your own fault. People like windmill their arms around. And then there'll be people with like spikes all over their leather jacket and then jump in there and then like run into people. It's like, nah, dude, I, I just I like all kinds of music. And I, you know, there is some music like that that I like or like a couple of bands that I like. But at no point have I ever been like, this song is so good. I want to fucking punch somebody like to, yeah. th- those things are just they're two different activities to me exactly exactly it's different i think i think the crowd and the setting makes a difference i just don't know what the instructions are if i were to get into a mosh pit what is expected of me do i run around in circles do i like you know just start punching niggas i don't know i don't i don't want to get punched so i feel like i wouldn't probably partake in that shit because it's going to be a situation uh but well, they'd have to reach up so high to reach your face to punch it. I can bob and weave that shit. Weave. They'd have to to sure you can to reach your chin. Yeah, sure you can. I'm a bob and weave that shit. Weave, pop, pop. You need to leave. Uh, but that experience was cool. I told myself that I would try and get outside of the uh the box a little bit. Um, people, yeah, people was mad. Niggas switched Travis Scott out for Post Malone. Um, I bumped into a dude at the bar and he was like, Post Malone, that's fucked up. They could have got Migos. They could have got, they could have got, who else did he say? Um, 
you know, uh, oh shit, Young Thug, they could have got boom, 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 boom. And I'm sure there's some things behind the scenes that played a factor in that. How much would the check have been for? Because they only had about a week and a half to prepare swapping him out. So maybe Post Malone was just like sitting down at the house by the phone and they hit him up and was like, yo, you got a week and a half to prepare for this. This is what you're trying to do. He was like, yes. And he just jumped up. But it would have been nice to see someone else i guess because when i wasn't feeling that that shit made my wee wee soft i ain't trying to see no damn post malone i i don't i don't i'll never understand post malone but yeah i don't see why he wouldn't say yeah they're like hey want to be on the show it's like he already has his set list and shit they can just show up and play exactly it's like boy get this nigga out of here get this nigga out of here but no that was cool um so hmm i have a a short story from the week that i just remembered yeah thing that i did I do too, actually. Well, then, if then you wanna... go with yours. I thought you were moving on. Go ahead. Mm, I am in a in a way, uh, kind of, sorta. I was gonna because we were talking about the Travis Scott thing. It, it was a tragedy. Hell yeah, it was a tragedy. Would you repeat the question? Dave Chappelle reference. But um, I was gonna ask what that dude that we had on the podcast years ago. What he said in that video because I I started laughing before our. I even clicked it and like I didn't even watch it. it. I, yeah, <laughs> no, nah, I didn't watch that shit. I didn't watch that shit for for. All right, I don't, I don't want to say too much, but there was a gentleman that has. Let's just history. we don't need to we don't need to name names, but no, I ain't naming no names. I ain't here's, saying here's no what names. happened. Mm-hmm. We there was a dude who was running for senate. some sort of senate mm-hmm. uh, in Tennessee. Tennessee? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, because uh, he was living near Nashville at the time. And he had said something to the effect of like, yo, like I am like, I'm not a career politician. I'm looking to be on literally any podcast. I'm just be doing podcasts. And somebody who listened to the podcast saw his tweet and was like, yo, be on their podcast. And like, he just was on it. And he was a really good guest. He, you know, he talked about like his, um, you know, why he thought that uh, nuclear energy was viable and environmental stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I thought he was like, you know, decent millennial lefty sort of dude. We vibed. It was chill. Um, He invariably lost because, of course, he did. And then we were like pseudo internet friends, whatever that means. Not much to me. No offense to anybody, but you know, we would interact on the timeline here and there. You know, I I, I don't know him. If we're being real, I don't know that dude. Facts, facts. Then um, we found out that he was Travis Scott's manager at some point. And if you want to tell the story of what happened on the fateful, when they how they parted ways. Long story short, apparently he started seizing in a studio and he was left there. Like uh, the the entourage saw him percolating on the floor and was like, oh, hell no. And they just left, apparently. So yeah. that's that's what he has said in videos and alleged. And that's pretty much caught on among those in the know. I don't know what all happened around that. Um, but he, he made comments afterwards after the Travis Scott show situation came through and I didn't watch that whole video. So I'm not, I'm not even going to like jump into that. Cause I don't want to do the whole, he said, she said, whoop de woo, blah, 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 blah thing. I was like, damn, but I guess if you was going through it and honestly, I don't even, I don't even guess if that happened to you and you were left for dead. Um, you know, then you have some words. That nigga was waiting in the cut, and he was like, See? "Oh, so yeah, he he um, 
you know, and I don't want to like diminish the bad thing that happened to him, no, right? No, but like, I think no. if we're being honest, it he does anytime Travis Scott is in the news, he tries to like you know pop up and talk about that incident. Yeah, feels yeah. a little, you know. Yeah, I understand. Yes, but uh, yeah, he he posted a video on Reddit, and uh, as soon as I saw who it was. I sent it to Delancey, but then I forgot to actually watch it myself. Likewise. I clicked it, saw him say like five words, and then I was like, oh. Oh, and, and he had a grill in. That's why I was like, nah, I'm straight. Mm, yeah, I'm good on this. It's like, yeah, no, nah, I'm cool. I'm cool on that. But I wish. He's a white dude, by the way. I don't know if yes. we established white, that. White man with a grill. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Hey, I, I, I hope the best for you. Um, You know, Travis Scott, whomever else, all the families affected by these things. But, you know, I'm. I'm 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 chilling the fuck out. I'm not I'm not touching that. We've worked several events. We've worked uh Lollapalooza and and all types of stuff. I didn't Riot do Spring Fest. Awakening, right? Spring Fest, Awakening, yeah. Spring Awakening. And we've seen from the EMS side what it's like to be in that environment. I will say the first thing first and foremost, anyone surprised <clears throat> that like a bunch of 15 to 16 year olds were there or needed medical attention for whatever reason, you 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 haven't seen it and those were m- many of the transports that we had to take to the hospital a whole bunch of young ass kids mainly well, i think that's what makes it crazy because it's like yeah. as a promoter and an artist mm-hmm. you know not saying he's both but i'm just saying everyone involved in putting the show together they have seen shows and been a part of shows and to supposedly oversell it which is something that I've heard like way oversell it to have it be all ages without any sort of like, it doesn't seem like they took into account the fact that they, it was all ages, right? Like Mm -hmm. they didn't have any sort of like extra safety stuff in place, you know, security's lacking. You have him doing his thing that he apparently does like always trying to hype up. Like, it's just weird. Like you wouldn't, they should have seen all this stuff coming. Yeah. Yeah. Considering their experience. Agreed. Yeah, there's a, there's a history there, and I don't want to put him at fault because, um, I don't know, that shit is rough, especially with those individuals that are like under eighteen and stuff like that. Because I'm pretty sure people, teenagers, go to shows all the time. So I'm not gonna say, oh, it's the parents' fault. Why the fuck is your kid at this show? Why is this happening? So on and so forth. I mean, I don't. I don't Was know. that nine year old accompanied by parents? Or I would hope so. I would assume I would so. Really... But I didn't. I didn't read. Yeah, that's why I was like teenagers. Nine, a nine-year-old at a, a nine-year-old at a Travis Scott show. That's not checking out with me, a little bit. But like, too young to know what's going on. A little bit. I think he's gonna be. uh, Travis Scott is gonna escape a lot of this because I know it's making big headlines. That's what like a trillion dollars or some shit. Yeah, it's. Yeah, billion dollars whatever the fuck he's getting sued for uh right, right. but like a, yeah. he only has so much culpability I, I i would say legally like obviously i'm not a fucking lawyer but like no he's the w- whether it's uh because that wasn't a real venue either was it like that was something they put together at yes. like an empty spot yes so it's like i think all this is gonna fall on the like even if he was, you know, in the room and helping make these decisions, I, I think it's easy, gonna be easy for him to be like, I didn't know that they were gonna do this or this. I didn't tell him to do this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it it being under under security and oversold and all this stuff, like 
unless they have a lot of footage of him specifically being like, hey, like you better stomp on that person on the ground. It's like, I think he's going to mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. for better, for worse, whatever. I just think that's the reality. He's the front man. I can't I can't imagine who the buck would be passed to, especially considering the fact that it was his event and um, it was half of his head. Like, wasn't wasn't that big ass statue of his dome piece like there and shit like that? People see that stuff and they automatically make assumptions like, yo, this yeah. nigga. I think I saw an article. Somebody was like, yo, this was some satanic ritual <laughs> shit. Right. Them people I'm sacrificed so to like, man, shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah, that shit is dumb. But that's it. Um, but the story that I wanted to tell was mainly revolving around work adventures. Like I told you before, like a few times, <laughs> that I'm working in new environments and the type of individuals that I'm coming across are different from clientele that I've come across prior. So it has nothing to do with any of this. So if you would like to, I would love to hear your story first and foremost. Um, so I guess, yeah, it's work related. Um, I've been trying to get on film and TV sets, like, you know, sets, video sets, Mm -hmm. because, um, the work is easy and the pay is good. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, once you make connections with people, like they'll just kind of like keep hiring you. Mm -hmm. And, um, one one person that was like for sure you know like i'm a producer and this and that like nothing not hollywood or nothing but you know it's like they're they're out here they're working producing stuff um they're like yeah i'm gonna try to get you on set uh uh and i'll let you know and i didn't hear from them for some weeks and like whatever be like that we're not best friends they don't know me anything um but they popped up and they're like hey i'm shooting this uh thing it's like low budget indie and I wanted to ask you if you were down to come through because I'm taking a break until, um, you know, sometime in the spring. So I'm like, I'm just going to be chilling in the crib all winter, like writing, doing whatever. And I was like, yeah, of course, I'll do whatever you need, thinking that they're going to have me be a production assistant, which is like, you know, I don't know, like how to describe it. Like you just do whatever, like you make sure there's coffee being made, you move shit around, you could drive a car, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, well, uh, we need an extra really bad, uh, a security guard. And I was like, well, I've been a security guard, but I'm, I'm definitely not an actor. I don't want to be an actor. You know, I don't act. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, don't worry about it. We just, you know, we just need a security guard for this scene. So, um, you know, we show up and we're on set and like, we're, I meet the director and we're, we're like looking at the script and stuff. And then the lady that brought me in, she was like, oh shit, I didn't realize you're the only speaking extra in this. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know, it's probably fine. Uh, and then we're in this art. So I'm supposed to be a security guard for this art gallery. And in this scene, this white lady has some sort, she's, uh, you know, vibing with this art piece and she decides to fucking get mesmerized by it and lean in and almost touch it. Mm-hmm. And they, in the corniest way imaginable, like, and I can't say anything cause that's rude. Right. And to the director and the, the cinematographer it can't be like that your idea is fucking stupid they they wanted me to leap into frame point my finger towards her and say step away from that artwork oh no is that what you did that's what you yeah. did in that yeah yeah i did that and then and then the director uh well nobody's gonna listen to this who was not good um damn okay <laughs> Well, I'm going to go on like a mini rant about like the structure of this thing in a minute. But like, 
she was like, okay, we, we need you to be like more authoritative. We need your voice to be boomier. And I was like, okay, okay. Then we do two more takes. And she's like, your voice is a little loud now. It's kind of like reverberating too much on the walls of the art gallery. I'm like, okay, I don't, is that really direction? Is that okay? Like bring it up, bring it down. So then I think they realized that me like, like leaping into frame and pointing my finger looked dumb. So then they only used my voice, but then I had to say it over a hundred times. Oh no. Because there's all these different setups we have to do different, um, you know, angles and shots and, and I'm never in frame, but, and maybe we're only using one take of the audio, but the actor has to react to my voice every time. So it was just wild to be on set. Um, But yeah, the main thing is like, so I was talking to this filmmaker months ago and we were talking about how uh, film is a weird medium in the sense that like, you know, when you paint a painting, you you don't say, uh, okay, if I want to paint this painting, I got to fundraise this much money and or I have to try to make this much money back, uh, you know, selling the painting or whatever, like this many people need to come see my painting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's like true. It's It's a real thing. But at the same time, there's productions like this one where I think it was like a, you know, 10 minute short film. And I think they had a budget of like $20,000. Ooh, where did you get that? Yeah. Number one, where'd you get that? And it's just, I'm, you know, it's great that everybody was on scene and making like real rates, getting real experience. You know, they, you know, people are working. That's great. The working, learning, making money. But like. Do you need four people running lights? Do you need three people running camera? Do you need, you know, two assistant directors? Do you need, you know, like, yeah. it just feels very wasteful to me. And I feel like these kind of people, the, like the people who are like, you know, directing, writing this short are like probably the same people who'd be like, oh, I just, I can't make my short because I can't. Fundraising so hard and, you know, the nature of our medium. It's like, mm. it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's it and it looked great i mean you know they rented like this you know red camera this fucking like you know ten thousand dollar lens or whatever but it's like it's the kind of thing that you could have made for a lot less money while still paying people while still doing something of quality so and it, it's like anybody who's gone to film school in the last 15 years also complains that everything they learn is so archaic and mm-hmm. you know there there's knowledge there for sure but you spend all this time learning outdated stuff but then yeah. Something like this, which again is great because it's people are working and getting set experience. You're you're bringing one of these things into this, into the new era, right? Where like I need this full crew of like people. I need like twenty people just standing around to make my ten minute short film. Yeah. Do you really? I don't know. Right. No, no, no. That's 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 a valid assessment. I feel like you know that that shit checks out. It's, I don't know, there is a little bit of pretentiousness sometimes. And it seems like in the in the, in the film community, but I'm not someone in the film community, so I can't really tell or call I it. I mean, I'm not either. Is. And I, I think that's part of it, you know, as like an outsider, I, I see things that other people don't see, but like. Yeah. Yeah. That shit is different. Um, yeah, no, my, my shit was not as exciting, I guess. Uh, I was you know, helping out at the situation, working at the little, uh, little gig and doing some shit. And I had to kick some, well, 
I'll start with the light one. Somebody twerked on my leg as I was checking the ID. That was for no reason. I didn't. I didn't ask for that to happen. That just that just randomly occurred. Did it? Did it clap on it? No, it didn't clap on it necessarily. I was just standing there. Two ladies came up. Um, you know, you've worked door certain situations and places and shit. I think, and someone came up and was like, "Hey, I checked the first one's ID." They was like, "Yo, is this place cool?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's cool. It's a nice little, you know, joint. Come in, grab a drink, relax, whatever else." Like, would you go here if you didn't work here? I'm like, "Yeah, I used to before I started coming in, and, you know, helping out and whatever else." And then I was like, "Oh, okay." So that was the first one. I went to check the second lady's ID. And the first lady was like, hey, so would you bring a date here? I was like, yeah, of course I would. And it's like, hey, and two, these were two smaller light white ladies. And as mm-hmm. I'm checking the second ID, I feel something soft on my thigh, on my leg. And at this point, I was like, what the fuck is that? So I turn over and it's just ass cheek. It's just ass cheeks, like sliding up and down, like very, very <laughs> quick successions like very quick you know rotations per minute it was just like i was like what the fuck i was like okay cool so you know i gave them the ids and went in how would you rate the meat the meat it wasn't a lot of meat like it was it was bone like right there the meat to bone ratio i I was just curious because you said you felt something soft it was was soft it was soft but it wasn't it was like that was the cheek but i I knew that if she pressed a little bit harder i would have felt booty bone so i want to say it was like a ratio of of hmm, i'm gonna say about 30 percent cheek and 70 percent bone but the angle with which she approached my leg made it so that it, i felt all the cushion first but i know if she oppressed a little bit harder i'd have just felt the uh the calcium coming through the ass cheeks but it was different and um the second experience, which has happened more recently, was I had to actually help stop a fight um, recently. What? What were they going to fight over? Yeah, it was a nigga in a in a sleeveless t shirt, and he was in there. Uh, sure enough, I look down to check my phone. I'm at the door, whatever. I'm like, "All right, cool. What's going on?" I look up and I see some people at a table, like looking at me, like, "Hey, hey." I'm like, "Huh?" And I see. Um, Brian, who used to edit episodes for us, and you know, cool dude, looking at me like, "Hey," and I'm like, "Huh?" So I walk over, and it's a it's a smaller white dude in a sleeveless t shirt. It's like, "Pal, give a fuck about that." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" So a mutual friend of ours was talking to him. It was just like, "Okay, talk to me. What happened?" He was like, "Nah, man, he cut me in line for the bathroom," and he was like, "Okay, but what happened? Like, what?" what happened he think he better than everybody else it's like no what happened man i don't give a fuck and he was like no (laughs) that's not he's like that's not that's not working like talk to me and sure enough you know the other dude was around the bathroom the dude with no sleeves on lunged and was trying to but he was very weak he was very weak though i did notice that he um (laughs) you know and i I, I'm, i'm saying this because you know i don't want anybody to be embarrassed sometimes people can't contain their their substances and people act up here and there there's different stimuli for different individuals it is what it is the only people that can be held at fault are individuals that are adults who made the decisions that they make so shouts out to everyone else i hope you're doing okay much love to you but that shit now in retrospect that shit was funny because it was like hey now you gotta go so we got picked up 
carried outside. He didn't get tossed out like Jazzy Jeff on the Fresh Fence or anything like that. But I went outside to go let another individual that works the door, like two doors down from us, know like, hey, it's a little nigga in a sleeveless T-shirt. Like, if you're trying to get ahead, just don't don't do it because he was trying to throw hands. He's trying to squabble niggas in the in the in the function. And then it's like, all right, cool, whatever. So I go back. And he trying to walk back in and he was talking to his his friends and some shit. I was like, I won't do it. And I seen him. I was like, hey. I was like, hey, bro, stop. Nah, you done, bro. And then he just yells at me. He's like, I'm done. Fuck you. And I was like, mm, I don't know about you, but when my, white men start yelling and shit, like my six, like I'll be getting, I'll be stands the fuck up. I'm like, all right, cool. One or two things gonna happen. Like either he got it on him or which he didn't. He didn't. I think he was just like, or he's just drunk. Yeah, he just drunk. He was just drunk. So I was like, bro, you know what? So I went inside, closed the door, and I, I told myself, I was like, I'm behind this door. If he, I'm staying here. If he try to come back in here, he opened this door. It's gonna mink, 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 mink. That's when I was telling, finna tell him to go home, and be a family man. This gonna be a situation, but it didn't play out like that. Everybody, you know, was hugging each other. It was like, are you okay? Are you okay? And it ended up playing out. But I'm excited for the stories and the situations to come. Um, I'm looking forward to that and sharing them with you all. Of course, I'm not going to say names or shit, but that, that was an eye opener. Whose names are you going to have? Like I got third dude names. from the left. Whose ass I whooped Kevin, by the way, actually, Kevin, redact by the that. Way. you know, that honestly, if I beat, <laughs> if I did beat somebody's ass, I've never been in a fight before in my life. You know, usually I'm good with my words. I talk to people, um, I don't end up in a situation. I don't ever want to be in a situation. But real quick, I have, to, I have to clarify something because what you 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 started by saying that the man was weak, and I want to explain why he was weak. And oh. then you're talking about how you you never been in a fight, and you're trying to say it's because you use words. Now, I do use words. Yeah, I think a lot of um, the people who listen to this are NBA fans, and oh. Delancey's not like real NBA tall. He's like you know borderline, like you know. He's like a short NBA player, but like, let, like let me shooting guard tall, probably. Yeah, like, like point guard. It's yeah, funny because, you know, those dudes like I'm sure I've said this a hundred times. Those dudes be looking so small on TV and then you find out they're like six, four. Mm. Uh, but I'll put it this way. You know how like you see a tall dude and you're like, he's tall, but he's built like Kevin Durant. So like, mm. fuck him. Right. Mm. Delancey's built a little more like a LeBron James, you know? I don't don't got, gas me up. He got he got don't, biceps. Don't don't do that. Don't do this. I I, I I'm just gonna I'm, say his back pockets don't touch. You know he's tall, but he's not nigga. <laughs> nigga. Um. Okay. I I I'm not bulky. I'm not bulky. Is is it is just a height mixed with some semblance of thickness. Like there's muscle there. I think you're just I'm, proportionate. A lot yeah. of tall dudes are like really skinny and weird, kind of. Yeah, it does happen. But I'm well rounded. There's there's a a sturdiness built in. I eat I eat well. You know, like you know how you watch street fights and you'll see a mm-hmm. dude who's six two just get fucking like flex. Like like how did somebody pick this whole dude up and slam him harder than WWE? That's because he weighed a a hundred and sixty pounds and he's six four, right? Yeah, when you don't have that problem. I'm I'm a little heavier. Yeah, when you talk, you can't be doing that because I've seen some niggas. It's like kind of rough, you know. They got height and stuff like that, but they able to get scooped up and, and cradled and carried like a child is because all of that, <laughs> all of that, all of that um height is there, but there's no mass to it. But I'm, I'm I tend to be friendly. I do accidentally talk shit a little bit though. I, I remember there was one time where you blatantly asked me if 
I've ever been in a situation or altercation because I think we were in line to go see a movie. I think it was Venom. It might have been Venom or something else. I can't recall. Maybe it was Get Out. But wasn't there an individual that paid for the tickets in quarters or some shit like that? And it was like <laughs> it was like a bunch of change. And I called that nigga like Sonic or some shit like that. But I wasn't trying to I wasn't trying to put him on the spot. It was me talking and I didn't have enough volume control. So what ended up happening was I said it loudly enough for everyone in there to hear. And I felt bad afterwards because I was like, damn, I didn't want to put him on blast. But Reggie looked at me and was like, has anybody ever called you on your shit? Just ran up like, hey, bro, I want to I want to engage in fisticuffs. I was like, no, that hasn't happened. But I don't want to be no type of bully and stuff. Sometimes I just get carried away. But I don't want to fight niggas, man. You know what, what? At what cost? If I'm not getting paid to do it then what oh, what yeah what's the end goal it's like nah bro i'm gonna be tussling squabbling rubbing up on each other and like you know it's still a pandemic niggas is breathing i want sweaty skin rubbing on my skin that shit nasty i don't like that so i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep finessing my way out of situations you using my verbiage um i think that make that makes the most sense so let me see what else oh we was talking about concerts oh that lady pissed on that man face Oh, I would have you know, liked to see that. I'm disappointed that the band apologized. They didn't yeah, need to no. do that. He wanted that. Yeah, he, he laid that. there and took it. And you know, mm-hmm. the people in the crowd, I'm sure it, there was no children there. Like, fuck that. Yeah, I think no. that that lady's cool. Yeah, I think she's cool, too. I want to commend her for the size of her bladder because it kept going. Did Yo, you watch so, all of that? Yeah, man. So I... The fact that like she was mid-show and had that much pee inside of her. Yo. That was yeah. like, that was blowing my mind. That was. It was so. That's much. like you've been holding it for half a day, type of. It was. It stream. was. It was. I'm going to. I'm going to watch it at some point and count how long she was pissing for because it was that long, and he was just sitting there taking it. That shit was. I, I did not think it was going to be that much. I thought it was just be like a little dribble. Mm-hmm. No, I thought it was going to be like a little stream, but she was, and she started. It was so much that she started pissing, and she started singing. As she was pissing and she got like a few seconds into the song as as it was still going. I was thoroughly impressed. But did anybody have a towel for that man afterwards? Was he good? Did he just he wear didn't want a towel? Ah, these niggas different. He, these he niggas cherished that cool. ammonia. He was into Oh, not ammonia. Yeah, that's rough. She apologized though, I guess. Uh, once it hits the internet, you gotta Well, you gotta, she didn't. The the band Twitter said, like, this is not what our shows are about. Sorry, guys. Yeah. And like, nah, fuck that. She made mention of like, I'm not a shock artist. I don't want this to be my image. I don't want to do this, that, and the other. You know, I, I didn't mean for things to go that far. I was caught up in the heat of the moment. I was like, all right, cool. She was performing. Man. That was a cool performance. You know, I'm, I'm with it. Yeah. You want to piss on somebody, man. They want you to piss on the man. Just go pee on that motherfucker. That's what I say. Fuck it. We all grown. He was grown. She was grown. He wanted it. He consented. And she did it. That's all there is to it. Yes, it happened on stage, but I mean, hey, I don't know much about her, but I feel like there were red flags or flags in general. I want to say red flags. There were flags there that at least left breadcrumbs leading up to, yes, she's going to piss on somebody because you listen to certain people, music and shit, and you kind of know what this artist might be up to. You know what this artist might be getting into. Post Malone look a little bit musty. So if somebody like came around him, and smelled them i don't know if they would be surprised like you could the if it walks like a duck talks like a duck it's a duck god damn it let me see who else i'm sure uh 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 uh, uh 
Thundercat probably a little bit lax with his hygiene as well. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised at that at all either. He looked like a dirty ass nigga sometimes. Super duper talented. He was also a day in Vegas. I didn't see him, but it's like, bro, come on now. You'll be okay. So I was debating on talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse thing only because of how it played out. I don't want to necessarily be like a bummer. The only thing that I wanted to say about it was I was kind of mentally prepared for that outcome only because seeing how things have played out uh, habitually that I I wasn't genuinely surprised. I would have been surprised and pleased at a different outcome, but I mean, I just, I never thought it was a slam dunk, you know, like we're so, you know, and I know it's like a cliche thing, but it's true. We're so divided, right? In this country. Mm -hmm. And it's like, everybody thinks he's super guilty and everybody thinks he's super innocent. Mm -hmm. I just, I I think I was leaning towards guilty, obviously, but I wasn't surprised by the verdict. I, I will say, you know, the, the scary thing about it is the precedent that it's, it sets for future protesting. Yes. Because, you know, like I was, uh, this, I was listening to a podcast with two black female lawyers and it was, it was very great about this uh, topic. And, Mm -hmm. uh, one of them brought up the really good point about like, you know, there's people who are pro-choice and there's people who are pro-life and they, you know, they both protest and sometimes they clash and I may not agree with one side, but like they have their own like set of beliefs that they're they're going by and that's that's what they think right and i think this stuff is really weird and scary because what are you what what's the counter it's like these people were protesting because the police shot a dude in the back like over 10 times right and Mm -hmm. at that point in time they didn't even think the dude was going to live and apparently he lived but i don't think he's going to have any quality of life Mm -hmm. so that's what the protest was and then these people show up with guns and they're like, yeah, we don't, we don't like you doing this around here. And it's like, what, like, what's your problem? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It just set a strange precedent. I, I don't even want to see certain parts of the internet feel emboldened by how these things played out. Cause it just, it's like, you know, one thing begets another next thing, you know, it's just, it is what it is, but that shit was like, okay. Because you're okay. going to have more people on the other side bringing guns, and then everybody's going to say that they feel threatened and just be shooting each other, apparently. He's shooting each other. And then we're just rolling the, the dice on who's right. who's guilty and who's fucking who's innocent. Who's guilty and who's not. Yeah, that's that's not the type of environment that I'm really trying to be in. It's really <clears throat> unfortunate, honestly, in my opinion. Um, but hey, Wisconsin go Wisconsin. So that's all I know about that. Shit is like really, really rough. Was there anything else? Let me see. Uh, um, if you're in the mood, I wanted to touch on Dave Chappelle before it gets way too far away from that. Oh, yes. Oof. Yes. Yes. Because we did mention it a little bit ago. Yeah, we can touch on that if you want to. I completely I completely forgot about it. <laughs> Unfortunately. It's been a long time. Like I, I had uh, very strong feelings immediately. And I, I listened to a lot of things about it, read things about it. And I talked yeah. about it and I think I remember enough to still discuss it, but yeah, it's, it's diminished quite a bit. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. There's been 
major things that have occurred that kind of like deterred away from that. And I realized like, oh, this isn't this isn't what I thought it was. This shit is like super duper different. Um, honestly, I'm of the opinion, you know, when I when I saw it, when I was checking it out and when I saw him doing that shit, I was like, here we go again. I was just tired. Honestly, I'm still tired. It's like, bro, let that shit let that shit go. It, it's 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 like a kid touching something and you tell them like, hey, cut that out. And they keep doing it because they know there's going to be a reaction to it. He's a professional. He knows what he's doing. He knows there's going to be a dialogue, I suppose. But I'm like, bro, I don't know. stop that shit. Stop that shit. Cut that out. Stop that shit, in my opinion. So that's just how I felt about it. So he said that was it. Uh, I hope that's it because I'm not trying to deal with that shit again. Um, yeah, so, uh, we were initially going to have kind of like a deeper dive into it and we were going to get a guest who identifies as trans. Um, nobody we knew personally was down to do it. And then it just, we got so far out of it, news cycle wise. And then it's like, do we want to bring a stranger in? So, um, Mm -hmm. quick disclaimer. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, right off the bat, I disagree with most of the stuff he said. I think it's really fucking weird that this is Mm -hmm. such uh, an important thing for him to keep going into. I don't get that. I think this whole like and being against can- whatever cancel culture is supposed to mean these days, like that is just so tiresome. Um, and this idea that like give the baby his job back and fucking uh, yeah, I don't give a fuck about that nigga. Yeah, and, like, uh, who's the other dude? Comedian. Uh, another comedian. No, the short dude. What the fuck is his name? Kevin Hart. Yeah, and he was talking about Kevin Hart. They took the Oscars away from him, or whatever the fuck it was. Like, fuck, dude, who cares? I, don't I about that. we've talked about it on the podcast that like, do we feel that it is necessarily productive if somebody is like relatively normal this day and age, and it and or has been relatively normal for the past five, ten years? I don't, I don't know how long you want to say, and then you go back, you know. 11 years and find something weird they said i think that's kind of like weirdo behavior i think there's times that it's appropriate i think there's you know people need to get canceled but at the same time i I don't give a fuck about kevin hart he's gonna be okay it's not a big travesty that people dug up an old tweet um when it was still halfway okay to make certain kind of gay jokes to get him taken off like i don't give a fuck about that dude and and I, I guess I understand why Dave Chappelle doesn't. Again, not that I agree with it because he's like, I'm an entertainer and they can't do this to us. It's out of touch, nonsense, uh, garbage. Um, <clears throat> I will say like uh, something that kind of disappointed me about the discourse is I I understand why if you are trans and, you know, everything that you're dealing with, you're like, I don't I can't bear to listen to this. And I'm just going to go ahead and say that I have the opinion that, like, I don't fuck with Dave Chappelle. I get it. Uh, You know, a a lot of regular people who are like, I don't have time for this. Totally get it. But I was seeing too many people of, like, writing think pieces or, you know, seeing people who consider themselves activists being like, I didn't watch it, but I feel like this about it. And it's not just the face value aspect of me kind of not liking stuff like that Mm -hmm. it's it's more about like there's there's value in his special in the sense that he's showing you where i think a lot of these people in the middle are right like 
ideologically. Like he says, I don't consider myself transphobic. <clears throat> There's this trans person that, you know, I considered a friend that I loved, but uh, I'm essentially misinformed about these things that I'm going to tell you about. And, and I feel like this because of these things that I'm wrong about. Right. He doesn't see himself as being malicious. Uh, and I think that's like a lot of people who are out of the loop are that way. And I think the value comes in. It's like he's, he's showing you where you need to fill in the gaps for people so we can like take some steps. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this attitude by and again, I get it. A regular person, if you're like just a regular person on Twitter and you're like, just say something. And then some white person comes out of nowhere. It's like, hey, man, can you like <clears throat> educate me about this? I get why it'd be like, hey, that's not my fucking job. Go read a book. You got Google, bitch. <laughs> but when you have, again, like more journalist type people and, and people who consider themselves activists telling everybody that they don't have time and go educate yourself, it's like, you know who does have time? The people on the other side, yeah. the people who are anti-trans, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I just think it's important to like take the information that he's giving you and it's not like he's giving it to you on purpose i'm not saying this to like oh dave Chappelle, he's like giving us the playbook it's like no he he was up there and he felt like he was being honest and he he said some bullshit but it's like yo like this is i i honestly think it represents where like a lot of people are he's he said that he was uh against that bathroom bill right but then he's yeah. like i'm a turf but does he really know what that really entails right 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 and i think there's people who are just misinformed and it's like if the people on 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 the this on, on the right side, air quote, like you know, the people who who are not bigots are saying, well, like you know, let's just cancel them, get out of here. And that that's another thing is like, I didn't follow everything super closely because it, you know it's tiring. But like oh, yeah. all the new stuff, the framing wasn't the the framing was all should Dave Chappelle be canceled, and it wasn't uh, how to you know any sort of myth busting of any of the, the wrong things that he said. Right. Yeah. It was all just like, how canceled should he be? Should he be canceled? And it's like, is that really what we should be talking about in regards to the special? Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I get you. But, uh, and I think what gets lost is, you know, he said some certain things like, yo, you could be gay and fucking racist. You can be a culture mm-hmm. vulture. You could be this, you could be that again, not the most important thing on the docket, not worth having uh, three specials in a row over weird shit like that. But there's ask any gay person of color and they will tell you, the, you know, the issues they've had in gay white spaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, no. you know, crazy. is he broaching that in the right way or the most constructive way? Or is, and is that like the one of the tiniest nuggets of the whole special? Like, yeah, of course, I'm not trying to give him too much credit. But point being, I think if you can stomach it, I think there's value in that special. Yeah. There's information in there. I didn't know the lady uh, committed suicide. That was rough and saddening. And he touched on, you know, her being attacked on Twitter and the interactions that um, she ended up having just for sharing words and shit like that. And it leading, you know, he loosely mentioned how it led to her having the outcome that she had. And I was like, eh. it kind of reinforced my um, opinions on you know just like social media a little bit there's nothing wrong with it i still use it i'm still on it but it can it can like the dark side of it can kind of sink into you a little bit if you let it if you open yourself up to these things and you know you're in a bad place then it can take its toll 
that 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 got to me a little bit. I was sad to hear that. Yeah, I think it was a little unfair. Like, and I I think he had a, a small disclaimer in there as far as you know. He he's like, hey, I don't know for sure that it was all this or whatever, but like, you know, it's it's tough. You know, you got to tread lightly with stuff like that because especially when you're trans, right? And and society is not quite where we'd want it to be. They're probably, you know, they're dealing with a multitude of things, right? Any human being is, and you add the extra layer and then you add the social media thing. I just, even with the disclaimer, he painted it a little funny where like it benefits his stance, right? His agenda. Of course. Right. Yeah. 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 Except for, I mean, it's like, it sucked because it was like kind of almost a, a good story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he, he put himself in, in it a little too much. But he went in. He he went in with an angle. You can you could tell from the from the get go. It was like, yeah. all right, I see what's going on. I just yeah, I just get tired, man. Like I don't, I hate I hate that everybody is like, and again, you know, this is not real life. This is like social media stuff or a couple of articles. But it's like you know when you read down, everybody's like, this is the funniest thing ever, or this is like the worst piece of media that's ever been. You know, it's just like. Mm-hmm. Can we just say that it sucks, but also like it's not going to end the world like it's horrible and he's wrong. But like, I don't know. I just I get tired of everybody running into their corner and and putting their fingers in their ears. Exactly. Which is usually what ends up happening, unfortunately. Um, Thanksgiving is at this point tomorrow. Um, Are you excited? Uh, I mean, you know, man's got to eat. You remember that white lady's mac and cheese we had that one year uh, at that birthday celebration of an individual and <laughs> how <sighs> it was a barbecue, I think, for someone's birthday on the south side around 63rd and something like that. We went, we was chilling, walked in. There was one white lady and I think someone, it wasn't her mac and cheese, but someone made the mac and cheese and it was not up to par. And this lady went back for seconds <laughs> and I was smooth about it, but I looked over it's a, and nudged you because I saw her going back for seconds and this motherfucker Reggie starts laughing out loud Every, quiet, and everybody in the room just like looked at him. So I had to like poker face my shit and look nobody knew why direction. i was laughing nobody knew but i i was like oh shit he brought it yeah i was like oh no yeah but that shit was funny as fuck so what what's the main dish that you're going to be looking for tomorrow well we're doing um a non-traditional because uh like we're not the biggest fans of like turkey and spiral cut ham but yeah. it kind of works out because you only have it twice a year but mm-hmm. we're like what if we just have it one time a year so we're doing this, uh, it's like this braised uh, beef thing on a, a bed of polenta is the main course. This nigga said he doing non-traditional. The first thing that came to my mind was like, this nigga finna be eating euros for Thanksgiving. <laughs> that shit crazy. So it's interesting because yeah. we're doing like all the same size, like sweet potato pie, macaroni and cheese. But then that's like the main, I, I didn't choose it. I'm totally cool with it. I've had it before. Uh, but yeah. Like nice. all my fridge is full of just the stuff to make that. So like I'm already hungry for Thanksgiving essentially. Like nice. as soon as we stop recording, I'm gonna make some fucking like uh uh what is it like cacio e pepe or something so I don't nice. die. Nice, I respect that. That's cool. I'm uh the only thing I'm bringing for Thanksgiving 
to my family because we're going to go to my uncle's place is uh, cannabis. I'm just going to be showing up with gummies and 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 vapes and stuff just because I've become that person in my family now. I'm like, hey, I have access to this. Um, would you like some? And it's been cool either smoking or sharing these things with older members of my family because they we all grown now. That's the one thing now that we... I've gotten older. I'm accepted as an adult in, in my family. So now we can sit down, smoke, drink cognac and like shoot the shit. So I'm looking forward to just spending time with my um with my family members. Tomorrow. Oh, that's a good disclaimer. I for some reason my mind went to uh, you know, you walking in and and somebody being like, Oh, it's it's Unky <clears throat> Unky Dewancy. And you're like, Oh come in, little nigga. Come here. I this. forget about you, little man. Here's come some gummies nigga. for you. Eat this gummy. This gonna have you feeling good. Nah, I'm not. I'm not a fucking monster. I'm gonna wait a little bit. I don't even let my little brother do shit around me. I always check in. I become that older brother sometimes when I'm talking to him. I'm like, hey, you getting your little pee pee wet? You need condoms. Be careful. Wait, how sure how little is his pee pee? What what age uh, is this? No, I, I I say little as in he's 19 years old, so he's little to me. But I don't know how big his penis is. I didn't ask. I don't it's think probably I, I don't a grown man's penis at that age. I, at that point, I, I mean, we would hope not that it has much influence on me, but just like birds of a feather, I suppose we share the same genetics. So I want him to be out here living his best life, I suppose. But even if it's not. You know, that's my brother. I love him regardless. And I'm pretty sure he'll be okay. He's a charming young man. Um, but no, nah, so it's, uh, yeah, no, I'll talk to him. I'm like, are you smoking? He's like, no, nah, I don't do that. I was like, listen, if you want to experiment, see what's going on out here, whatever else, I'd rather you partake with me and your other brother um, instead of just being out here in the streets because you don't want to hit some shit. And somebody's like, damn, I didn't know you like to get wet. And he's going to be like, huh? You know, and then your life is ruined from that moment on. So it's good to have these talks with people. I feel like a grown ass man when I do that. Um, but that's all I got going on. Let me see if I have any extra like quick, quick hits that I wanted to talk about. I think I touched on everything that I had, fortunately enough. Um, I think I had Grammy nominations. I'm looking at a list of people who were nominated for Grammys and stuff. Do you take that much uh, pleasure in the Grammys or what's going on or who was nominated. I for haven't whatever. cared about any award show since I was like 14 or 13 or something. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I get into it for the representation factor. You know, I looked scroll straight down to the R and B and rap sections to see who's up for what. Um, if Mr. Big out, ain't nominated, then I don't care. Mr. Big. How you doing? Mr. Big. Uh, Silk Sonic dropped an album. I was thinking maybe we could sit down and do uh, like a little listening first impression. That could be fun because I yeah. I think uh, one and a half of them are annoying. So one and a half, yeah. one and a half. Damn, it's only two niggas. I'm, I'm gonna assume that <laughs> Bruno Mars is the one and half of Anderson Pac annoys you. So uh, what? You sound so, like a hater right now. No, no, no. It's it's on my list to listen to, right? Because I like the idea of it. Bruno Mars, like, I, okay, he is a talented individual, yeah. but he makes the most fucking like rip off ass music. Like, so he made the corniest music ever, which I I actually kind of respect his earlier stuff more, just because it's like pop music just at base level gets a lot of respect for me. Like, you made some simple shit that like everybody wants to fuck with. Like, cool, yeah. you did it. Right. And then it's like, 
I think there's a talent to understanding the formula of how to make, you know, some of these songs, like these style things. But yeah. it's like a song of his will come out and be like, oh, you you must have you, you spent two weeks listening to Prince, didn't you? Are you like, uh, or you spent two weeks, uh, you know, like, remember he did that song with Cardi B and it was like that 90s ass and living color shit. And it's I just like, that, yeah. that's cool, I guess, that you recreated that. But like, I just feel like all of his music is just so derivative, like. But there's a, there's a market for it. Uh, people, no, I mean, like, good for him. I just have yeah. no desire. Like, I will recognize. Like nostalgic, listen to it, listening to it, because that's shit we grew up on. You know what I'm saying? Like we but can't we, get that. But it's bet like it's not good. It's like mm. it's not horrible. Like it doesn't hurt my ears. But I don't yeah. want to listen to some pop artist guy make a a shitty version of a a some style that I actually enjoy that I can easily just enjoy properly. Right? Like I just to me that doesn't make sense. Let this go to show y'all that Reggie's that Reggie is is he's not more of a stickler necessarily, but he's more as a person that like makes music and plays instruments and stuff like that. I respect his opinion when it comes to. I'm music just, stuff, I guess, I'm a jerk or something. I, I'm not trying to be. Nah, I don't think you a jerk. I don't think you a jerk because these are things that I've actually heard before. There was a gentleman that used to do music with like Babyface on whatever. He had a conversation about how Bruno Mars like showed up because he was looking for inspiration on what to do and what he wanted to work on. And this individual, fuck, what was his name? Shit. Because I don't want to just say uh, this. um, Let me see. Hold on. Individual. So while you're searching that, it's like, look, I'm I'm trying to give him the credit of like, look, if, if, if what he was doing was so easy or whatever, everybody would be doing it. I totally get that. I'm just saying from the standpoint of I, I just don't, it doesn't vibe for me. Yeah, like it does yeah, nothing yeah. for me. Yeah, exactly. I have more respect for making love like gorillas than any of his this knockoff this nigga, stuff that he's funny. been doing. This nigga said making love like gorilla. Damn, I forgot that nigga's name. All I know is Bruno Mars showed up, had a conversation, showed what he was trying to do and what was going on, and this dude was like, "Yo, you want to you want to make nigga music? Just do it." And he was like, "Uh, like he was beating around the bush." And someone told him, "Like, bro, just." Just make nigga music. Just do it. And this dude was black, which is why I was okay for him to say that and shit. Like <laughs> that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I like that shit. I like that shit. It's, it's, I agree with you. It's not bad. It doesn't hurt the ears. But when he gets the cosign from people like uh, Bootsy Collins or, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like To be fair, Bootsy again. Collins will work with anybody. And I mean that in a, like in a cool way because he's a cool dude. Like, uh, I've I've shouted out Herbie Hancock before because Herbie Hancock is like a genius level jazz musician, legendary. Um, but he just fucking likes music and he doesn't discredit any genre or any artist. You know, he's like, oh, this dude's 20. I don't want to work with him. Like hip hop, mm-hmm. stupid. Like he fucks with everybody. And I love that. And I love that about Bootsy Collins. But mm-hmm. I, at the same time, I wouldn't say Bootsy Collins worked with him. So that I, I don't know that that's indication of anything. And yeah, man's got to eat. True. I yeah, don't think Bootsy Collins make a lot of money off of that shit from the seventies. You know, hey, he should be, but also Bootsy Collins and Herbie Hancock, whoever else you wanna you wanna mention and shit like that, don't take it to the extent that Charlie Wilson does. <laughs> Charlie Wilson be up in there in tight ass suits. I'm like, who grandpa's this? What are you doing? Away, just sliding around with just Timberlake and shit. I'm like, this nigga gonna throw his hip out fucking around at the BET Awards. This shit is real critical right now. 
But oh, and Anderson yeah. Park, really quick, he just uh I feel like he has a shtick. Like I don't feel like he's like really himself and it's just worn thin with me. Like I don't I don't feel like he's like the smoothest, coolest dude. And he's just always like, you know, always like my grandpapa told me, and it's like, all right, we've been doing this for a while now. Yeah. Does that make that sense? Might- that, I mean, a little bit. That actually might be. That might be him, though. But I, I, I say like, there's some stuff I really like. Like, I thought his tiny desk was really dope. It like, was. there's some stuff that I really like of his, and I like that he's open to working with a lot of artists. But he's somebody who's just like, I don't want to hear him on every fucking song. And the fact that he's on literally everything all the time doesn't make. Play- Every instrument known to man, so you're gonna hear him. It doesn't he, make me excited to hear his new collab when it's like, did you're on the last five songs that I, that were on my shuffle? Like, here you go again. So you just think there's an oversaturation of Anderson Pot? Listen, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like hate him. I, mm-hmm. I just feel like he does, he does a thing, and that's mm-hmm. dope that he does that thing. But mm-hmm. he is doing that thing way too, too often much. in my world. I'm not ah. even seeking it out, and it's it's coming to me. Hate, 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 hate. He like, God damn it, hit his nigga go again. Hate, 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 hate. But hey, look, fuck it. Uh them little niggas, and I do mean little niggas intentionally, that, that shit is good to me. I'm fucking with it. When I when I catch them little niggas, I'm gonna listen to this album and I'm kiss their ass on they love on their forehead when I catch them. I'm gonna pick them niggas up at the same time. I'm gonna spin around, let their feet dangle. You know what I'm saying? Because them niggas is making hits and I'm I'm fucking with it. I need to listen to the album. All I know is leave the door open, skate, and smoking out the window were, were bops. And I, I, I was fucking with them. But I think it does kind of cater to maybe younger generations that weren't around for what we were around for and people around our age that want to relive that, but they want new, new music. And they found that niche because ain't nobody else doing that shit. I mean, with the exception of maybe Ari Lennox with the way that she sings and does certain things, uh, maybe Jasmine Sullivan in the production and the way that she sings certain things, both amazing performers, by the way. But I want to see where it goes. I want to see what's happening. And I'm fucking with it. I wonder if grunge is going to make a comeback. Do you think that's going to do a thing? Niggas going to be out here? Coco, yes. Coco banding it up. Yeah. So, think so I, um, I'm not like the hippest when it comes to new music, but uh, sometimes I stumble across new music because I like to watch music videos. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm on YouTube a lot. And if a music video, like if, if the thing pops up, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll check it out. There's mm-hmm. some like Gen Z grunge type 90 shit. It looks like mm-hmm. it's kind of popping off. Rap is getting grungy, too. It's, it looks like a bunch of musty niggas just hopping up and just like crowd yeah, don't, surfing. Don't do that, please. Like, I was thinking about that things. when you said Thundercat looks like he could be musty. I feel like he's he he probably is musty because when he was heavier before it's yeah. like he didn't want to be you know known he's like oh here comes musty thundercat because he's a little heavy set like now that he's skinny yeah. he's just yeah. i'm artist musty it's not because I'm, I'm artist musty kind of like uh I'm, what's his name the the rapping ass acting ass nigga you childish gambino sometimes sometimes he's donald glover whatever the fuck i don't know he 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 definitely tapped into that must look where you just look unkempt, unshowered, unbrushed, un un undeodoranted. Yeah, I feel like, like he I feel like he doesn't smell bad, but he does look like he could smell bad. He but does I know there's look no like, way he does. 
it's a little tartness there when you see a picture and shit like that. It's just like mm, you ain't get up in the nooks and crannies when you wash the ass. Somebody was telling me the... that uh, Zazie Beats was talking about not wearing deodorant or something. She was. That was years ago. And you know what? Yeah, that yeah. made my pee pee soft. I was so disappointed. But her. you She's could kind of see it. You could see you it. You can kind of see it. You can definitely see it. When I saw the uh, when I saw like the pictures and stuff, I was like, you know what? Damn. I think Lakeith Stanfield might be a little dirty nigga sometimes. It was like some photo shoot he he did. It was dirt all up under his nails yeah. and shit. I'm he sorry. dropped them draws and it's Megmania up in there. Yes, Megmania. Like, nah, this is, you know, it's a Royal Rumble in your draws. This shit is real bad. Um, and I could continue to go down the list of artists. Dingleberry Dunes. Dingleberry Dunes. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's a uh, demon, demon that's time. Some, that's, that's, a, <laughs> that's an area in Fortnite. Going to uh Tart Towers, Tilted Towers, yeah. To see what's going on. Niggas got that little that little twang to it. You know, I can tell the Zazie Beats twerk wind might have a hint of zest potentially if she twerks. She don't look like the twerking type to me though. But shouts out to all of these people. I hope they live in okay. Our words don't hurt anybody. I'm pretty sure they'll be all right. And it's not like we put negativity into the universe because filthiness can be cleaned up with soap and hot water. But I think that's pretty much it for me. I don't have anything else that I want to touch on. Do you? I'll uh, I'll hit some quick stuff. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so I think I saw this today. Uh, teaser trailer for the dramatic reimagining of Bel Air based on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I saw a reference to it. There was a reimagining to the intro, but I don't know anything about that. Uh, I just want to say why. Why? Who asked uh, for this? Because uh, everybody else is getting a reboot, so why not? It's a cash grab. Um. Will Smith says he used to have so much sex he would actually throw up. The 53-year-old explained that because he was having so much rampant sex, he developed a psychosomatic reaction to orgasming and sometimes vomited during the act. That's weird flex, but okay. I would like to... um, I think we're done pretending... Yes. I think we're done pretending that they're not a weird-ass fucking family. Them niggas is weird, man. Them niggas weird as hell, bro. Why, why, Why would you say that? Why? Why? I mean, I guess did someone ask him what was? The, I don't even know. I don't care. That's that's different. It's different. Men in Black was like 15 years ago, guys. Like it's a classic. I'm just was saying. It, no, it wasn't 15. Years when did that come that? out? Like 97, 98? Nah, wait, hold on. Because if I'm 32, that shit had to drop. 97. Yeah, 97. That was yeah. That was that was 20. Yeah, God. Damn. Yeah, twenty five years ago. Shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Exactly. Yeah. That was probably the height of him busting nuts and <laughs> throw, throwing up guts on motherfuckers. <laughs> at the same. It was coming out of both ends at the same time, old dirty ass nigga. That's, that's he was throwing up on Mike the Alien's back. Filthy ass nigga. Ain't nobody want to hear that shit. Go sit your old ass down. Why are you talking um, about? I was uh, looking for some black owned restaurants to patronize as somebody uh, who lives on the south side. On the south and, side, that's different. Yeah. And I came across a uh, a list, okay. and uh, this is from nine new black owned restaurants in Chicago. Um, nice. Here's a little blurb, and you tell me if you'd like to eat here. Mm-hmm. Queens Dinner Dash is a brand new carry out soul food inspired restaurant in McKinley Park. Entrees have fun names like Shouty Want to Ride. Uh, fuck, mm, fucking up, fucking up. And Wait. lick the lollipop lamb chops. Damn. And come with sides like mac and cheese and collard greens. The ro- rotating menu changes every Sunday, is available for carryout and delivery. 
Are you going? Yeah, I will go. But it's definitely one of those moments where I'm like, I hope you don't think I'm going to read out the whole menu item when I order it. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, let me get the lamb chops. Which ones? I'm be like, bro, stop fucking playing with me. <laughs> stop fucking playing with me. I'm not going to be sitting here saying lick the lollipop lamb chops. I don't know what the fuck that means or that comes from, but just give me what I asked for. That's all I need. Thank you. It's a pet peeve of mine. It it mm-hmm. it kind of frustrates me because like I I get it, but like you are Niggas, limiting white mm-hmm. people aren't going to come back. No. Niggas all off in the cold stone. Can I get the uh? Super chocolate crunch nut bust in a gotta suck it size. And oh yeah, that fucking like, no man, that pisses. Fucking. The first time I went to Cold Stone, it's like gotta have it. It this this shit ain't enough or whatever the sizes are. Like bitch, do bitch not. Bitch ass niggas used to get an attitude too. I'm like, can I get the large one? Oh, I'm sorry, you <laughs> do you want the you want the you know what the fuck I'm saying, dude? Like don't scoop them up if you don't put that motherfucking ice cream on that motherfucking frozen flat top and squish and the Snickers into beat the it up for me. Ice cream. Beat that bitch up, niggas was beating up the ice cream and throwing M and M's in it and shit. They was salt based sprinkling peanuts all on it, all crazy. This shit was ridiculous. Bring that shit back. That shit was delicious. Just change the sizes to some regular shit. I don't know who it was to, that decided that was okay, but it didn't need to. Uh, it's like I want to like it. I love it. Gotta have it. I'm like this is dumb, and you dumb for doing it. That's why. Yeah, I don't fuck with that. But yeah, I guess I would try the food though. I'm gonna stop hating now. But yes. Um. So apparently, the West Side essentially. <clears throat> The West Side, essentially, of Chicago sued the city, won, and now the city has to track emergency response times. I didn't know that we weren't doing that here. So apparently on the West Side, they would call 911 and nobody would ever come, whether it's police or ambulance or whatever. Let me get this straight. The West Side of Chicago sued. It's the, the Central city. Austin something association, but essentially the West Side of Chicago had to sue the city because they would call 911 and nobody would fucking show up. I respect it. So uh, that's just scary because I had no idea that we weren't tracking response times and there was no accountability uh, was for that. I think we guessed as much, but we didn't have it confirmed up until recently. Uh, New York lawmakers introduced bill to ban prosecutors from using rap lyrics as evidence in court. Great. Ooh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Because uh, Lord knows when I be freestyling and goofing around, the first thing I say is I shoot niggas. I've never actually shot anybody, but it's cool to rap about. So I think this would... You know, loosen as up. long as you don't say a name and time and place mm-hmm. and say where the murder weapon is, mm-hmm. which I think, I mean, okay. I think that I'm would smart. be admissible. But yeah, I'm smart. I wouldn't do that. I'm, I would never do that. I'm good. Um, official Sonic the Hedgehog blue blur unisex cologne. Would you wear it? I need to get a whiff first because I can't claim that. Shouts out to GF. <laughs> what if you had to choose between that and Michael Jordan cologne? I don't know how either one of those smell. By the way, me neither. I'll probably go with the Sonic alone because when I think of Michael Jordan, I think of the big ass pants he'd be wearing. That nigga be wearing boot cut khakis. I ain't never seen some shit like that. That was the scariest shit I've never seen. Like, where are they getting all this all this material for this nigga pants? And he his legs not that thick. So and he's, he's really what like six of, six seven or something. Yeah, or something like that. Like, so he, some, but he's tall. He's not wide. He'd be going to the big and tall section. That's what I mean. That's even more pants. fabric because you got to go it up is. and out. You got up and out. So it just it just. And it irks me. I recently looked up pictures of Michael Jordan pants, and he he consistently does this. He just <laughs> swimming in them shit, swimming in the boot cuts. You got too much money to be dressing like this. What are you doing? But yeah, 
Uh, did you grow up with the uh, the Jiffy Blueberry mix? The Jiffy Muffin? Corn- yes. Because uh, uh, everybody cornbread. talks about the cornbread. And I, I've, you know, I've lived with the cornbread, but mm-hmm. a week or two ago, I was like, man, there's a period in my life where I would get the blueberry one too. And you can make muffins or pancakes or I think I did. with it. I think I did. I had that. I've been wanting yeah. that shit, man, but uh, they don't, surprisingly, they don't sell it. I don't know how I got to find it. sell it. While you at it, you might as well just look up the CPS uh, graham cracker, peanut butter, and jelly sandwiches and shit. Now, since we're looking up obscure. Everybody's always on that crusade. I'm, I'm sure somebody figured that out, but hey, if you want to yeah. split a case. Dude, yeah, I'm down with that. Let me know. Uh, New Dexter's out. I don't know if you watched old Dexter. I did not, but people was like up in arms about that last season. Do you know how, I think that that set the precedent for people complaining about something so much that they went and redid it again. That never happened before, like recent times. Well, you know what I found out? Because I, I started watching the new Dexter. They're like three episodes in. I really, really, really liked the first season of Dexter at the time when it came out. And I feel like it probably still holds up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think okay. Dexter was good for like a season or two. And then I think the fourth season was when John Lithgow was in it. And people said that season was good. I thought it was fine. I didn't know that the main people running the show left after that season. And that's why it started sucking. And then the last mm-hmm. season that everybody hated, uh, the extra layer of that was, you know, Dexter was married to his, the lady who plays his sister on the show. And she was like, I don't want to work with this motherfucker. So spoiler alert, which isn't a spoiler because it's a million years ago. They killed his sister off in the show abruptly. And that's why it has a weird ending and shit. So I guess the original people are doing this uh, sequel series, but I don't know. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, did you watch Dune? No, I did not. I would feel like a poser because I never watched the uh, original. You don't need to do that. Uh, I never read the books either. I know I don't Neither need to, I. but it feels it just feels weird not doing it. I feel like I'd be feeling like a poser hopping into shit that I'm not familiar with when it has like a lore and a background to it. So, but it's it's worth checking out from what I I, uh, I would say the movie's not for everybody. I'm very surprised that it's getting such a positive reception. Because I, I feel like it's a niche movie, but it seems like everybody likes it. Uh, I think it's worth checking out. It is weird that it ends in a kind of unsatisfying way. But like, mm-hmm. I get, you know, the book is so big, I guess. I don't know how the fuck you make one movie stand on its own. They pulled it yeah. off with Lord of the Rings, but I don't know. They didn't quite do it with Dune. Um, I wanted to bring it up because there was like this whole thread of people talking shit about like the color palette of the film. And I just thought it was funny because it's like the movie takes place in a fucking dead, like everything's sand, everything's one color. Like, what are you supposed to do about that? Like make one one of the sand dunes pink to fix that? I I don't know. I just thought that was odd. Yeah, that's a weird thing to complain about. Uh, Funny enough, there was someone who (laughs) made a reference to, um, I think it was the movie Casino because I was in Vegas. And and, and in the movie Casino, I guessed... Joe Pesci was walking in the desert and just goes, where's the fucking spice? So (laughs) (laughs) where's the fucking spice? So shouts out (laughs) to that. That I just thought about that. That was gay. That shit was funny as fuck. But yeah, that was Um, very quick news story that is tragic, but slightly funny. Don't get mad. I think you're going to see what I mean. So this is a, a, there's a, I thought this said, Oh, and is this in Boston? There's a high school hockey team, um, and they uh, 
the there's been team <clears throat> misconduct that's being exposed. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently they had two horrific rituals in the locker room. One was Gay Tuesday involved <laughs> involved players stripping naked and others turning off the lights and touching players inappropriately. That's weird. I'm what I would like to know on Tuesdays. <laughs> every, every right. Is this every Tuesday? And then is like the coach t- telling them they got to do this? Like, That's I have questions. Shit, man. I never played sports because it was like always. <laughs> There's always. You know, when niggas get around each other and they're so masculine that it goes full circle. And yes. They start doing homoerotic things in the name of masculinity. And you can be gay and masculine yes but these are individuals that are so masculine that they don't get down with being gay but ironically they're doing a whole bunch of gay shit it it always eluded me and confused me when that would happen um so i think that's just what that is that's part of the reason i never played sports growing up yeah i never because i thought sports were too gay if that makes sense Mm, yeah i remember being in high school getting changed for gym and like one dude was doing some weird gay shit to another dude. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and I hope you all know how I mean this. Like, I, you know, we're not homophobes. We're saying right. that the homophobes were doing gay things ironically and they didn't, they didn't get it. They didn't get why it was humorous. It was like, so, hey, would you kiss a dude? Hell no, man. That's gay as fuck. Like, all right, cool. But you borderline finger in your homie booty hole in the in the locker room it's like woo, you can skip several several steps from from you skip kissing and went straight to like thumb in the butt all crazy that shit don't make no sense to me that's Wait, but, but hold up so this is where this is going so i'm in i'm getting dressed for gym i see one dude doing some i don't remember exactly what it is that's what i'm not saying he was doing something that was like struck me as very gay at the time to this other dude <laughs> and then i was like yo and then somebody else was like, nah, they're on the basketball team together. No. <laughs> no. I did not mean the Jadakiss laugh just now. That was an accident. Oh, and I'm sorry. The um the other horrific ritual in the locker room was called Hard R Friday. <laughs> <laughs> what? Involved a team captain approaching another player, usually an underclassman, and forcing them to yell the N-word with the hard R. And if they didn't, they were beaten across the face with a sex toy. I hope somebody get arrested for this shit. I hope somebody doing jail time or getting reprimanded. They got to shut that shit down, for real. See what I'm talking about? Because homophobia and racism go hand in hand, usually. You know what I'm saying? Like the Venn diagram for that shit. It's usually a circle sometimes, but, but yeah, there we go. There we go. These are the type of people doing these things. Um, yeah. Then these niggas going to get older and become, you know, hopefully members of society that contribute things, but they get older and they, they, I don't know. This is reminding me of recently. I went around, um, talking to people I work with and whatnot. And I, I walked up to like some of the homies, like mainly the black dudes and shit. And I was like, Hey dog. It's like, you remember 2009, right, bro? It's like, yeah, yeah, I remember 2009. Yeah, I'm like, cool, cool, cool. You know, uh, did you ever grind on the couch to Pretty Ricky? 
And some of them were like, nah, I ain't never did that shit. But it was one dude who was like, I can't say that I didn't, man. And I was like, you know what, man? Shouts out to you, bro. Like, you you confessed. You owned up to that shit. It was like, yeah, I did that shit. But all of these individuals that did that do this shit and did this shit are going to get older and either keep pushing it or just pretend they didn't do it. And I guess that's character development for your ass, but bro. I was a little surprised when you said you didn't because I feel like I asked you that nope. some years ago. Never I believe you. Yep. No, not me. Niggas used to take their t-shirts, take the front of their shirt, put it behind their head while still wearing it somehow, and just start grinding on random pieces of furniture. That's that was your. I prerogative. was going based off of like you were, you were so uh, you know you'd be on the internet, you know, and I was like, yeah, I felt like maybe you would have ridden some of these embarrassing waves a little harder, or like. Mm-mm. Not even dick slang? You didn't even do the nope. dick slang? I didn't do the dick slang. I never touched the dick slang dance. Didn't do that. That was a crazy time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not me. Not me. A nigga's going to run for president one day. The opponent going to be like, oh, really? At the debate, be like, check this out. Dick slang. And this going to be in my, or Pretty Ricky going to come on. It's going to be grind on me. You running for public office, but they got a video of you. Uh toting ass up and just like grinding on the couch all stupid the plastic's still on the shit because you're at your grandma's house it's a whole situation you can't lay that down sexy was... spectacular for senate mm-hmm. and the thong sexy spec Get the fuck out of here i'm not me um so no. finally do you know which ninja turtle likes pizza the most michelangelo okay so something he was always happened... the one that had pizza he was always the one that had pizza but, yeah. but here's so this is a friend of the podcast Grizzy three one two on Twitter. Yeah. Um, we we got into like this this thing. So I must have hit my head and forgotten this fact because I was like the biggest Ninja Turtle head growing up. You know, uh, I didn't have every toy. Like I didn't have the ability to get every toy right. Like most children yeah. did not. But I didn't have like okay, I got. 10 Ninja Turtles, 5G is like, nah, it was like all Ninja Turtles until I got to a point where it was like all X-Men. But it was all Ninja Turtles for a long time. And like everybody but me seems to remember that Michelangelo liked pizza the most. I was under the impression that, hey, they all eat the pizza. How could you choose one turtle that likes it the most? But you're saying you you witness him. He would be walking in with his own pizza and, and shit like that. Yeah, that nigga used to have a personal pizza. Like they would share. He would whip out a whole completely different, completely different pie and shit i was like yeah no it was clearly michelangelo for sure in my opinion and it makes sense because he was the party dude he was a party dude he was a silly one he was the the youngest i believe and he was also the uh comedic relief um donatello was the smart one Raphael was the edgy one and leonardo was the um lawful good leader of the group so that's how that played out. I, I was a, a Raphael fan at the time. Yeah, he was pretty He was pretty hardcore. He just wanted to show up and beat the shit out of people. He used to say, bro, you already know why I'm here. I'm trying to fuck people up. Uh, it was it was cool. I need to see some of the newer episodes. I've seen some fight scenes from like the newer episodes of like Ninja Turtle stuff that were animated really, really awesomely. I'll send you some once we're done with this. Thank oh, w- w- are you going to go watch uh, Ninja Turtles meet Batman? No, I'm not going to watch that. I'm going to probably hop on YouTube and send these videos that I was thinking about to you because I thought they was cool. But 
yeah, nah, after this, I'm going to probably get to editing so we can post this shit before people start doing their holiday shenanigans. Um, that's pretty much it. I'm going to do with this episode, though. Did you have anything else you want to touch on? Nah, we could. We were almost at uh, two hours. Oh, for real? We did that? Uh, hour, hour 38 hey, and counting. Nigga. Hell yeah. Cool. Uh, this has been another episode. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for checking it out. If you're new here, because I, I have been realizing, like, you know, a few people that I've been bumping into or happen to be around on a regular basis, whether it be professional or recreational, have been checking this out. I appreciate y'all listening to this new shit. Um, well, new to you, at least. That means a lot. And we'll keep them coming. So that's pretty much it. Uh, you got anything you want to say to the people, Ritter? No. Okay. Cool. Goodbye. Yes, sir! This nigga spitting! Damn, nigga! <laughs>